Hello, and welcome to Journey With Us, a podcast of Journey Baptist Church. Hi, I'm Pastor Jacob, and I'll be your host of this episode of Into His Word, part of the Journey With Us podcast created for Journey Baptist Church of St. Joseph, Missouri. As a reminder, these episodes are to encourage and equip you in your devotional reading of God's Word. Today we'll be looking at Hebrews chapter 1, 5 through 14, and we will continue to practice the here approach to devotional reading. The here approach means that we are going to highlight the text, explain it, apply it to our lives, and then respond in prayer. So right now I would ask you to take some time and read Hebrews chapter 1, verses 5 through 14. Now that you have read it, you've probably noticed that our verses today include many Old Testament citations. This provides a unique opportunity to talk about how the New Testament uses the Old Testament. Anytime you come across a citation in the New Testament, it's always recommended that you take the time to flip to and read the context of the citation or the quote. Many times our New Testament authors may only quote one or two verses out of the Old Testament, but by understanding the whole psalm or the whole chapter it comes from, it brings extra clarity and force to the New Testament citation. So I'd really encourage you in today's devotional reading, I know it'll take you longer, to take the time to read where each of these citations come from. So if you choose to do that, you'll not only be reading Hebrews chapter 1, 5 through 14, but you'll also be reading Psalm 2, 2 Samuel 7, Psalm 97, Psalm 104, Psalm 45, Psalm 102, and Psalm 110. As we begin our here process, our first step is to highlight. So at this time, I think it would be wise for us to highlight our text, not only Hebrews chapter 1, but also to highlight the Psalms in which we read. So take the time right now and highlight Important words, repetitive words, conjunctions like and, therefore, but, or prepositions like in, by, or for, and let's see what stands out to us. As I was highlighting, I really noticed that it was important to understand who was quoting these scriptures. The writer of Hebrews wants to make it clear that it is God who is speaking. I notice in verse 5, the author says, he ever say. That would be God ever say. And then in verse 6, it says, he says, referring back to God. Also, in verse 7, you see it says, he says, referring once again to God. And then in verse 8, but to the Son, and then he leaves off or implies, and God says. And then in verse 10, and is a conjunction showing that the same person is speaking, God, to the same subject, Jesus. And then in verse 13, you see, he ever say, once again referring to God. So my first highlight points out that God is quoting Old Testament scripture about Jesus or about the angels. Also, I noticed that the father and son relationship appeared quite frequently early on. The last thing I highlighted was just the numerous characteristics that is said about the Son. It says that we will worship him in verse 6. He has a throne in verse 8. He loves righteousness and hates lawlessness, verse 9. 
He established the earth, verse 10. He will remain the same forever and ever, verse 12. And he sits at the right hand of the Father, verse 13. Now that we have these highlights, we can begin to formulate our explanation of what is going on in the text. So right now, take time and try to write a three to eight word summary about each verse or set of verses that helps you remember what they are saying. Now remember, what's unique about our passages today is that they include Old Testament citations, so really try to understand where those Old Testament verses are coming from and include that in your explanation of what is being said in these verses. When I did my explanation, I really focused on what is God the Father saying about Jesus? So my highlights told me that God was speaking. My highlights also told me that he was saying a lot about Jesus. So in my explanation, that's what I focused on. And I tried to familiarize myself with the Psalms that he was quoting. So, for example, in verse 5, I put, God is saying Jesus is king. This comes from Psalm 2, where God is the one who chooses the king of the world, and also from 2 Samuel 7, where God promises David that one of his descendants will be a king on a throne forever. So, Jesus is king. Then in verses, verse 6, I put, Jesus is worthy of worship. If you go back to Psalm 97, the whole psalm talks about all of creation worshiping God. Now you have God the Father saying that Jesus is worthy of that same worship. Verse 7, we have a different subject. We have the angels, and it says, it quotes Psalm 104, where we see that God created the angels and that they are very changeable. Sometimes they appear as wind, and sometimes they appear as flames, but they are created beings which is then contrasted with Jesus. Jesus is king. We see this in Psalm 45, 6 through 7, where he is sitting on a throne and he loves righteousness. And when you go back to Psalm 45, you see that normally these verses are ascribed to God, but now God is ascribing them to Jesus. So once again, you have the Father saying that Jesus is God also. And then finally, in verses 10 through 12, we see a citation of Psalm 102, where in the Old Testament, these verses were describing God, Yahweh the Father, but now they're being ascribed or credited to Jesus the Son, who's also Yahweh. And the emphasis of these verses is that Jesus has created the world, and he is eternal and unchanging. And then in verse 13, we see that Jesus sits at the right hand. This is quoted from Psalm 110, where David has a vision or an understanding that his Lord, his master, sits at the right hand of God the Father. Also, in verse 14, we see a contrast with the angels once again. The angels are sent out to serve. This is a contrast to Jesus, who is sitting at the right hand of the Father. So angels are standing at the throne ready to be sent, while Jesus is sitting at the throne ready to give orders. Out of my explanations, I would like to then summarize them into one list about who Jesus is and the context in which it's being said. I did that by saying, Jesus is greater than the angels, 
because Jesus is the eternal creator, Davidic son of God, and king of the universe. Now it's time for application. This is where we need to be answering the questions, what do these texts say about God? What did this text say about man, humanity? What is this text asking me to do? Or what sins are they asking me to confess? Well, in these verses, as you're doing your application, I want to encourage you that these verses are so focused on Jesus that I think in this episode we could ask this question. If Jesus is all of these titles, what does it mean to me? Take time right now to answer that question. I answered that question by saying, if Jesus is the eternal creator, Davidic son of God and king, then really what that means to me is I must humble myself and I must honor Jesus. I must think less of me and more of him. And I must leave any idol or anything that I've made into a godlike image in my life, for Jesus is truly God and is worthy of my worship. So when I look at verses 5 through 14, they are very concentrated on one mission. That is to tell us that Jesus is God, creator, and king, which means in my life I should honor him and humble myself before him. We end our here devotional reading of these verses by responding to God. So take time right now and pray to God. Remember in episode one of our Hebrews into the Word, I reminded you that prayer can be summarized with the acronym ACTS. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Well, today with our verses so heavily concentrated on Jesus and who he is, I think adoring Jesus would be wise. So take time today and let's just lift up, let's just praise and bring glory and honor to the titles of Jesus. So take time right now and pray and adore and lift up the fact that Jesus is the eternal creator, the Davidic son of God, and he is king of the universe. Before I sign off, I would like to just pray with you. Heavenly Father, your son is a magnificent person. He is God too. He is worthy of our worship. And he gives credit for the creation of the world. While angels are changeable and angels were created, he was not created and he is not changeable. He is the same today and he will be the same tomorrow. His throne will last forever. So Father, help me to lift him up, to live in a way that honors his majesty, honors his beauty. So Father, I just praise you for who your son is. Jesus is worthy of everything. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me in this episode of Into His Word that you have found through the Journey With Us podcast. I hope this encourages you to read your Bible devotionally, and I also hope it equips you in doing so.